Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Welcome to the Toxin Tasting Studios. This is Bullhagen. And this is Berg. And this is Vicar. And I'm Peter. We've got the full crew finally tonight. Thank you for listening to the Clerical Errors Podcast. So, we've got a kind of a wonderful uh, episode. And uh, I've got the beverage here. I thought I'd go with a classic today. All right. But yeah. It looks like uh, Berg is already pre-gaming. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I want I want it to be the best show possible. So this is actually a beer from one of my parishioners. So, you know, it shows that people really do understand what's behind the collar. <laughs> All right. So uh, are you going to want that one or do you want one of this? What are you, what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, well, this is a... Kingdom Blonde Ale uh, from Golden Ro- Road Brewery. It's good, but I figure this is like the appetizer mm-hmm. to the main dish. And what is our main dish? I got a, a classic. Ooh. Guinness Draft Stout. Nice. Or is it drought? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, um, a black and tan? Where you put the uh, the Guinness in and then the harps on top of it, and then it actually separates, so that way, you know, the Guinness is on the bottom because it's heavier, and the harps is on the top. I I believe I have had one yeah, of those before. That, that is pretty awesome. I don't th- I don't remember where I went. I think it was maybe Red Robin. We went and they had this thing where it was Guinness, half Guinness and half uh, Angry Orchard uh, hard cider, apple cider. Mm-hmm. How was that? I didn't get it because I, I couldn't decide if I if it was a good idea or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that could be kind of risky. They probably they probably suggested that Peter because of your red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, you look Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so I want my Guinness. I don't know what I'm talking cider? about. <laughs> All right, so. because apples are red. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> All Guinness right, so is black. Uh, I'll. Uh... Open the line up here. So, do you want to? I'll. You want us to? We got. I got small glasses. You just want to go one by one and. Sure. Why not? All right. One by one. As opposed to two by two, which the Bible likes. There you go. Thank you very much. It's very dark. And amazing. Thank you. You know, God dwells in deep darkness, as the Bible says. So, I mean, this is what Guinness should, like, it should bring about a reverential fear for God. <laughs> well, I'm starting to get a little jealous of you guys because mm. I'm, I'm not in the studio today. And uh, so I'm going to pop open my own beer. I've got a uh, spotted cow provided by one of our listeners. Ah, very nice. We got it's- some good listeners. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's it's amazing that we can uh Well, can't you only buy that in Wisconsin? That's correct. Nice. That's the only reason we do the podcast, right? Is we just get the booze from our listeners. <laughs> that's yeah, that's definitely up there in the reasons, but <laughs> So, uh before we get on with the uh, the show, we've got a an interesting topic today. We are Oh, you're going to make a a little black and tan. I'm going to try. Is it going to work? No, it's not going to work. Okay. <sighs> Fail. 
adult science experiments. Um, and uh, so today we're going to talk about a topic of blessings. And uh, but before we do that, we've got a an email here from uh, Nick. He says he's uh six one two two hundred. It's pretty beefy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, has been to join our podcast, and he makes a few suggestions. So we're all about the listeners, right? We are. So uh, um, one thing is, he says, is he would uh, like more Peter. I mean, Peter is always awesome. So. Yes. A- any comments, Peter? I'm, I'm here today. I'm awake today. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> if you if you guys want to know, so I'm a night shift worker, and so a lot of times we'll record for the podcast, and they'll wake me up to record the podcast. They call me when they're ready to go. I roll out of bed, turn on my computer, and then off we go on a podcast. So if, if I'm talking a lot, it means I was awake before the podcast started. If I'm not talking much, it means they probably woke me up and I'm just kind of existing while they, while they record. And, and sometimes, <laughs> as Peter's father, I know when he gets tired, sometimes, and his sister's like this more, he gets a little chatty sometimes when he's tired. All right. But he also exp- uh, says, uh, one thing he says is he does not, not a big fan of the uh, top 12 numbers. I believe that is from the self-care episode. <laughs> that's funny that's that's your favorite episode isn't it yeah you know what i'll be honest if i'm sad uh i read a psalm and then i listen to that top 12 list <laughs> <laughs> because i, I can't uh, listen to that without laughing you know there, as a father i can say there's no one who makes you laugh like your own children because there's no one who understands your own sense of humor like your children because they grew up with it, and so, yeah, he put that together with the sound effects, and that makes me laugh. But one other thing he mentions is uh, he likes the idea of maybe doing more episodes that are shorter. So, And uh, we kind of like that idea, but here's the thing. Uh, it takes a while for us to get going, to get together, and we could maybe possibly record a few episodes in one night. Um, but uh, Peter works hard, so this is what we're going to do. Every once in a while, uh, maybe 20 minutes in, we'll say, and that's an episode. Hit pause now. <laughs> what do you guys think? See if it works. Whatever. So that, that'll that'll let uh that'll let our listener here. Um, <laughs> he he requested maybe doing three episodes throughout the week. So now just pause when we tell you to pause, and then play it again in the middle of the week, mm-hmm. and then play it again at the end of the week, and now you have three episodes. And it's, it's uh, you know, best of both worlds. What do you think, Vicar? That's right. We are a podcast of the people. We listen. We listen. Um, and he has also uh, mentions here that uh, um, he's got some topics that I th- about biblical doctrine of sanctification. I think we will get to that. But uh, today we have a, a, a topic on blessing. So uh, And that is brought to, to us by... Who someone who is a avid listener of our show, Hannah. Yep. And she she makes this comment. Um, there we go. She says, uh, finally, anytime you'd like to transition from referring to me as one of our favorite listeners, Hannah, to our new associate producer, Hannah, is fine by me. So I think we're not opposed to that, are we, gentlemen? As the producer of the show, I. Uh... Gosh, I don't know how to feel, right? She's she adds so much great content to our podcast. Well, at the same time, all she has to do is type an email. 
Right. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Well, Hannah, we can't pay you very much. Okay? That's the first thing. Because if we pay you anything, you get more than we do. <laughs> so, but I suppose, you know, she could say if we do this, like if she needs to, to you know, uh, a resume. Bolster, yeah, bolster her CV or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah, she can put on her LinkedIn, you know, associate producer of a nice reference. successful I, podcast. I, I like that. You like that? Yeah. So, so like, is this like an honorary doctorate? Well, no, because if she stops giving us content, she's done. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's a con- it's a conditional, right? So, I mean, so she, so she, does that make me her manager? Then do I get to fire her? Um, I mean, not, not that I'm going to, of course. But well, we have to check with the board oh. of directors. <laughs> Hang on, let me call HR real quick. <laughs> the bureaucracy is killing the show. Mm. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a long show. Um, Man, you, you in fact, wanted three uh, episodes. We can't, right. <laughs> we can't even get right. the one. Pa- okay. Pause now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, episode one of the week is is now finished. Uh, pause now. All right. Now ba- <laughs> All right, back. Uh, episode number two. How you doing, Berg? I'm Bullhagen. Vigor's here. Beer's good. It's wonderful. Indeed. So, so what are you preaching on? <laughs> so what's the text for this Sunday, Vicar? Luke 18. Uh, we have Jesus making his final uh, passion prediction in Luke's gospel that he will go to Jerusalem, uh, suffer many things, die, and rise on the third day. And then we have the account of Jesus uh, giving sight to the blind beggar outside of Jericho. Uh, Vicar, what are you preaching on? By the way, I like the, the changes you've made in your sermon so far. All right. Lots of changes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm focusing on how um, the blind man can't see Jesus with his physical eyes, but he has faith, which means he actually sees Jesus for who he is uh, by faith uh, through the word. And I'm um, making the point of also showing how Jesus responds to the prayer of the blind man. He stops, he sends his disciples into the crowd to get the blind man. He brings him to his feet and then he asks a servant's question, which is, what can I do for you? Because Jesus came to serve and not be served. And ultimately to give his, his life as a ransom for many. Uh, so I'm playing around with the sight in the, in the miracle and how the ones who see with their eyes don't see. And the, ones, the one that doesn't see with his eyes truly sees. Good. How about you, Berg? <laughs> oh, well... I'm I'm still working a few things out uh, okay. in the text, but there's just so much in it. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Vicar hits on it. Um, you've got because we believe that the Bible is clear, right? Right. That it's uh, you know in what what we call perspicuity, right? That the Bible is clear that anyone of average intelligence can sit down and read it and understand it, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, um, this is the second episode, right? Right. One and a half. So. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so we see that, right? That uh, Jesus speaks very plainly to the disciples, but there's also what's called a, an an inner clarity, an inner perspicuity, right? And that can only be given by the Holy Spirit, right? That's why these things are hidden from them, right? Which mm-hmm. should change the way that we think about things like apologetics. Right, that uh, you can't argue somebody into the kingdom of God. 
okay. that a pagan can understand what Jesus is talking about. And in fact, they did, right? Mm-hmm. The Romans understood that when Jesus said, this is my body, they were like, yeah, these guys are eating flesh and blood. That's, That's why right. they're cannibals. Right. 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 Um, but they didn't believe it. Right. So it didn't do them any good. That, that's a beautiful thing about a scripture is one is it's clear, mm-hmm. but then again, the more you study, the more depth there is as well. Right. So this leads us to, uh, you know, before we read the Bible, we should actually pray to the Holy Spirit who is in the text working on us, you know, that he would enlighten our minds and our hearts. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing is, is that Jesus says that, you know, this was, you know, all that the prophets have written will be fulfilled. That the Old Testament isn't a book of law, and the and the New Testament isn't a book of gospel. There's a lot of gospel in the Old Testament. And uh, I don't I didn't know what you were looking at there for a minute. So anyway, that uh, the first gospel promise is in Genesis three, you know, fifteen and sixteen, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many promises uh, recorded by the prophets. I mean, Isaiah. It's almost like he's there witnessing what happens during the last few hours of our Lord's life. Right. You know, and I think that changes the way that you view the Old Testament. It's not just simply a book of precepts or examples, but it's a, it's, it's a wonderful testament filled with uh, gospel promises. The other thing is, is that, you know, where is this blind man healed? On the road. Right, but going into Jericho. Right, going into Jericho. Jericho is the city of palms, right? It was the first city that was destroyed by the Lord, and Joshua put a curse on the city hmm. that no one um, should rebuild this city. And yet, here it was rebuilt uh, with the blood of the innocents, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ahab actually rebuilds it. And the builder um, sacrifices his firstborn son for one gate and his secondborn son for another, hmm. right? And so this is an evil city, a wicked city. And yet here, Christ's grace uh, extends even to this cursed place. And I think that's something, you know, so so that's another thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? And then the other thing is, is yeah, so, you know, and Fisk kind of turned me on to this, and I, I think he's right. You know, it's good to have, like, service, you know, service times, orderly service times. Mm-hmm. But, like, if that stuff starts getting in the way of talking to people about things like close communion, because this really bothers me, right? When uh, people are like, oh, well, there's not enough time to go talk to the pastor before, you know, coming to the Lord's table, right? right? Hmm. Wouldn't it be better if we even delayed our services by like an hour? If we could convince somebody by God's word that, hey, what Lutherans teach is true, and I want to join this congregation and believe it, Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hmm. But instead, it's, oh, well, the service time is too long. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, isn't that what these people are doing when they're telling the, the blind man to shut up? Right. Right? Because it's, you know, indecorous. It's, what, you what know. Is, uh, hey, Vicar, what does indecorous mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to work for this one. Not is, keeping in. With good taste. And propriety. Improper. By the way, uh, Berg, I must say, you have one of the the best vocabularies of anyone I know. Yeah. Do you have like a word of the day and you just got to find a way to use it? Well. Do you have one of those flip calendars that you 
No, uh, verbal advantage actually is really good for this. Huh. So if you ever want to think about doing like the GRE again and do further study, <laughs> you know, verbal advantage is the way to go. Hmm. So. All right. Um, I think uh, uh, that brings us to our uh, topic of the day is blessing. And, and specifically, um, not the way you would normally hear blessings like, you know, hashtag blessed. Which is what Vicker does all the time. That's right. <laughs> and you do too, Berg. I know you do. Secretly, you just... Well, see, I can't use the Twitterverse, so I just scratch it on, you know, clay tablets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't mention our Twitter message either. Oh, we got a Twitter message. Yeah, we got a Twitter message from Jeff. It says, good work, fellas. Here's what I'm enjoying while listening to the podcast tonight. 1050 barrel age from... Uh, Oscar Blues, Longmount, Colorado. Oh. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, look at that. And he's got uh, a beer that looks about as dark as ours, right? But I, I bet the, I, I bet that the, uh, the flavor is really complex. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Ten Fitty is that like, uh, isn't that a rapper? <laughs> or is that? I prefer the term rapist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From Parks and Rec. Come on. All right, Ten Fitty just sounds like a rapper to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Boy, we are off the rails. <laughs> All right, we so. need to end this episode. All right, episode number two ends now. All right, welcome back. I'm Bullhagen and I'm Berg. I'm Vicker. Beer's good. Still, All right, still going. Welcome on. to the show, Clerical Airs. All right, let's get on to the top we're, twelve. We're talking about blessings and and Berg. Uh, it's the only time I think most people bless each other is when. They sneeze. They sneeze, right? That's a shame. And we, we were talking about this and uh, just a few days ago, and we thought this would be a great topic of our show because Hannah emailed about uh, the blessing of children at the communion rail. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, we really got to thinking, you know, not too many people actually think about blessing each other. Right. Unless they sneeze. Right. I guess the, the, I guess the one time that maybe people might do it is – is uh when they're mad at somebody and then they'll say oh bless your heart right <laughs> which is actually the opposite of what they're you know right or the uh, the other example i thought maybe that people might is uh, uh sometimes during divine service some churches might uh have the the peace where they kind of oh the past the peace right uh. the holy howdy yes uh. all right <laughs> Are you okay there bird uh. Hey, keep it in positive today. It's all about being hashtag blessed. So all about the Barack. So here's the thing: is as uh, we begin this, <laughs> as we begin this discussion, um, is the fact that it is all over Scripture of people blessing other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so why is it that we only do it when people sneeze? <laughs> because we're afraid their souls are gonna pop out of their bodies. Is that, isn't that, is that the... Uh, that's the original. I believe that's the original deal. Is that when people sneeze, they're... Okay. Wait, they might actually sneeze their souls out of their body. Okay. So. Uh, and if you sneeze with your eyes open, aren't your eyes supposed to come out? Something like that. I I, I don't know. I'm not up on the... I'm, right. I'm not superstitious. I'm just stitious right. as... Uh, We're going to try this out. Let's get some pepper for Vicar and uh, <laughs> you hold your eyes open, okay? With tooth. Actually, I think I think it's impossible for you to sneeze with your eyes open. 
I think I read that somewhere. Okay. Right now, there's probably a listener that doesn't have any eyelids that are really mad at us right now. Probably. It's Man, like, we are all over the place. It's the Mr. <laughs> Be- <laughs> Mr. Is Bean it, is it toothpicks. <laughs> all right. Oh, no. Pete, our producer is showing us pictures of people <laughs> perhaps sneezing with their eyes open. Okay. Bad. So this makes great for podcasts, you know, <laughs> us laughing at pictures all right, that Peter so. finds in there. So I've, oh. I have found, uh, and we're going to break this up, I think. I'm just going to do six because we can already tell by our mood tonight that if I did all 12, we will be here for like two hours and uh, our, our listener would be very upset with us. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're already in episode three. What more does he want? That's true. All right. So, Peter... Play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. All right, so my uh, Top 12 list is, uh, and Vicar, if you want to get these ready so that if you want to read parts of it, you can find them in the Bible. All right. Got it. All right. Uh, the Top 12 list is the Top 12 uh, Blessings in the Bible, right? Now, by blessings, what I looked for here is not God blessing us, Right. But our topic is is uh, uh, people blessing other people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, um, and and that's what I'm looking for, and that's really what our topic is, right? We're not because yeah. obviously God blesses us, and that's the whole part of the church, right? And we but, can talk about what that means later on, probably in the next episode or whatever, right? But, but this is really the the beauty of Christians blessing other Christians. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I found examples, biblical examples of of people blessing other people. Because if God loves us, that He blesses us, and He teaches us to love one another, part of that is blessing one another. Number twelve. Uh, number twelve is uh, from Genesis chapter fourteen, verses seventeen through twenty twenty, and that is uh, Melchizedek uh, blessing Abraham. Mm-hmm. You wanna... Yep, you got it. After his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him, that is Abraham, at the valley of Shavath, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High. Possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing. But what the young men have eaten, and the share of the men who went with me. Okay, so uh, that is uh, Melchizedek blessing Abraham. Any comments, Berg? Should All right. Yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing text that usually gets uh, overlooked, but um, the writer to the Hebrews doesn't overlook it. No, and he actually, um, he, you know, yeah, he he talks about Christ being the high priest in the order of Melchizedek, right? Uh, meaning he was not necessarily born uh, of the lineage of the typical priest, a Levite, 
Right, and he uses Melchizedek, right? The superior blesses the inferior. And so Melchizedek blessing Abraham means that, you know, that uh, um, Melchizedek's order of priesthood is higher than that of uh, Abraham's, which is Levi, Mm -hmm. right? Who is descended from Isaac and finally Jacob, right? And and that that, that, that whole theme, though, is something to consider when we're talking about blessing one another. You know, what what a blessing it is to bless someone. Right. And it goes from you know because there are there are hierarchies in the world, right? Right. There are there are superiors like fathers and mothers and children. Children, right? There are the governors and the governed. There mm-hmm. are the preachers and then there are the hearers. Mm-hmm. And and so one one thing we also learn from this of blessing one another is is you're conveying the blessings of God, right? Right. To them. Number eleven. Genesis 49, 1 through 27. Ha. Right? Yep. Jacob blesses his sons. And uh, this is after uh, Joseph and and the brothers are reunited, after uh, they come to Egypt because of the famine, and uh, they bring their father back, and he goes through and blesses each one of his sons. Yeah. I'll read uh, Judah's blessing, I think. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Um, All right. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And, And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Binding his fowl to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he has washed his garments in wine and his vesture in the blood of grapes. Ay ay ay! Is that ESV? Yeah. Terrible. What what part bothered you? The tribute. It should be until Shiloh comes. Hmm. Right. Shiloh, the man of peace, who is our Lord. Right. Right. I mean, that's. Uh... All right. Ah. Uh... Well, and but there's other things too. So, listener, if you go on to read the rest of Genesis 49, you'll notice that some of the quote-unquote blessings don't seem very much like blessings. Right? They seem more like a curse. They seem more like a curse, right? <laughs> Especially for Reuben mm-hmm. and for Simeon and Levi. And in fact, um, Simeon and Levi are scattered. The tribes are scattered throughout Israel. So, for example, uh, Simeon is scattered throughout the tribe of Judah. And Levi ends up being scattered throughout all of Israel because they eventually get the priesthood, right? Right. And this is partly because of their wicked and abominable deeds. And yet, the gospel here is that God, through Jacob, does not cut them off. Right. They're still going to be tribes. They still receive um, membership in the kingdom of God. And that they're still part of God's chosen people. And that is uh, a great, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, but th- it, that's good news. Even though even though their deeds have, you know, they forfeited things because of their deeds. Right. You know, even though sin has consequences, there still is forgiveness. And, and Joseph shows that, too, when he forgives his brothers as well. Right. All right. Um, and that's, a, that's a one where a father blesses his sons. Mm-hmm. Number 10. 
uh, from Ruth 3, verses 10 through 13. Boaz blesses Ruth. Mm-hmm. You got that, Vicar? Yep. Uh, and Boaz, Boaz said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask for all my fellow townsmen. Know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Okay. All right. So Boaz blesses Ruth. We, we can go forever on these, but right. we should keep it moving. Well, and it's it's interesting because like, Here's a prospective husband blessing his prospective wife. Right. Right. You know. Ha, I got a joke for you. Okay. You know what Boaz was like, bef- you know, before he was married? He was ruthless? He was ruthless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, future Peter, play like a major groan sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm so happy you can make your laugh, yourself laugh so hard, Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number nine. From First Chronicles 29, 10 through 22. And um, here David uh, blesses God. He blesses his son Solomon. And he blesses the assembly. Grant to Solomon, my son, a whole heart that he may keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes, performing all and that he may build the palace for which I have made provision. Okay. And what's the palace for which he made provision? The temple. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Because David wasn't able to build the temple. Right. right. Because of the blood on his hands. Right. Right. Number eight. All right. This is from Deuteronomy 31, verses 7 and 8. And this is where Moses blesses Joshua. Which is also at the end of his life. Yeah. That tends to happen with a lot of these, right? Right. You know, that, that was always a big thing when I was a kid, watching those tombstone commercials. You know, what do you want to have on your tombstone, right? And pepperoni. Pepperoni and, you know, sausage, <laughs> right? But it has to do with last words, mm-hmm. right? Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to your, their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it it is the lord who goes before you he will be with you he will not leave you or forsake you do not fear or be dismayed and that's one thing we learn about these blessings is is a lot of times they repeat what god says but it it comes from someone who loves them and cares for them right you know um and so that's uh moses blessing joshua number seven Zechariah blessing his son, John, in Luke 1, uh, 67 through 79. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Okay. And and so... Just, John is like the perfect portrait of an evangelical preacher. Yes. He is. I mean, you read that. I mean, that's that's his job. 
unfortunately, most people think he's a law preacher, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, there's a, when you preach repentance as an evangel- evangelist, is that the word? Um, <laughs> when you preach a word as the, as an evangelist, <laughs> as an evangelist, evangelist, yes. I don't know why. What, what's going on? Anyways, that uh, you preach the law, but you preach the law because there is a gospel answer right there. Yep. You know, repent because your repentance will be heard. Repent. The kingdom of God is near. God's bringing his kingdom, so repent. So I should get rid of my uh, Christmas cards that say, that say, Merry Christmas, you brood of vipers, repent? No, uh, just depend upon who you send it to. <laughs> I was joking, by the way, <laughs> listeners. I actually don't have cards like that. <laughs> and, uh, and you know it wouldn't be me because sending out Christmas cards takes a lot of attention. You know, I like those Puritan uh, Valentine's cards. Do you? Yeah. They they make they warm the the black hole where my heart should be. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, you 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 make my heart want to dance and dancing is forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. <laughs> the life with you is worth eternal hellfire that awaits our wicked souls. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Let us never speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners go look up puritan valentine cards <laughs> all right um so that is uh we'll just do half of the top 12 list because uh um we've got another segment to do and so that ends episode number three three pause now well welcome to the talks and Tasty studios i'm bullhagen i'm berg and i'm vicker and welcome to the show all right <laughs> All right. Cheers. Indeed. <laughs> All right, Berg, what, what do you got for us today? Is it a campfire? Do you got a... Or All right, have, uh... I have a campfire catechesis. Uh, Peter, play the intro. Gather around, everyone. Time for campfire catechesis. That fire is, fire is nice and warm. It is. Soothes me, man. Soothes me. So, uh, what do you uh, have here for your uh, campfire, Berg? All right. So, here we have a little catechesis on blessings. So, here we go. The Christian life isn't just head knowledge or information. Faith works itself out in love, as St. Paul says in Galatians 5.6. So, today we're going to talk about how to teach and give blessings. In Greek, there are a couple of words for being blessed or for the word blessing. The first is makarios, which literally means happy. We see this happiness in the Beatitudes, which are also known as makarisms. Jesus describes the state of those who are blessed or happy, even though they may not seem to us to be very happy. Those who mourn, hunger, and thirst for righteousness are those, and those who are persecuted for Jesus' name are called blessed or happy. This teaches us that being blessed or happy doesn't always equate with what we think of as being blessed or happy. Usually we see people put up hashtag blessed on Twitter when things are going really well. 
The Bible teaches us that being blessed or happy is not what we think it is. Being blessed or happy is what God says it is. But there's also another word for blessing in Greek. It's called eulogia. It literally means a good word. This is where the word eulogy comes from. In its earliest sense, to eulogize was to praise or speak well of someone. This is what it means when we bless God. We bless him by praising all of his wondrous works and deeds. But eulogizing cannot really occur for us in this sense because there is no good in us. We are not to boast except in the Lord. So what does eulogizing or blessing mean for us? Blessing us means to speak a good word to us. To eulogize sinful man is to confer all the benefits of God's gospel, his good news, to me and to you. This is what happens every divine service. We confess that we are sinners and in need of grace. The pastor in God's, in God's stead speaks a good word to us. And this word forgives. This good word restores. This good word gives eternal life. This also happens at the end of the service, when the pastor speaks the ironic benediction. This blessing comes from Numbers 6, 23 through 27, which says, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on, upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. You see, blessing isn't just a holy howdy. Blessing isn't just an optative well-wishing. No, blessing actually does something. When God blessed our first parents at the beginning of time, he spoke a good word that they be fruitful and multiply. And that good word still applies today. Babies are born and families are established. And that makes us makarios, blessed or happy. It's the same when Jesus blessed the bread and the wine at the Last Supper. He spoke a good word over the bread and the wine. This is my body. This is my blood. That blessing remains true until the end of time. That's why St. Paul says the cup, you know, the cup which we bless in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It is Jesus' blessing that makes the sacrament what it is, not the pastor's. So why does the pastor say the blessing of Jesus? First, because Jesus says so. He says, do this. Second, so that Christ's good word makes us happy. In short, that his blessing would make us blessed. You see all of this throughout the scriptures. You especially see it in the Old Testament, where fathers are always blessing their children. And we should bless our children. We should speak the good words, the gospel, to them and for them. We should put our hands on their head to show that this is for them. We should speak these words and then pray over them. Isn't that what St. Paul says about every other creature and object when he writes, For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer? Shouldn't we then also speak God's good words over our children, those who have been given into our care, so that they might be forever happy? One blessing that I've always liked is from the end of Jude. It showed up in one of my favorite pastoral fic uh, fiction books, which was A Simple, Honorable Man by Conrad Richter. So I'll leave you with this blessing. And so maybe this week you want to try to use it with your kids or your grandkids. So here it goes. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. 
All right. Thank you, Berg. We're bringing Blessing back, aren't we? We are. Bringing it back. Because it's a lost art. I really do think, you know, if you're, we're only doing it when someone sneezes. You're doing it wrong. We're missing out. Yeah. And, and I really do think, when you think of children, for example, you know, I think that could be a really something for the children to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, you know, some kids remember, I remember Grandpa always had, you know, a candy in his front pocket when I came or something like that. Right. I do think, you know, if, you know, Grandpa blessed his, the grandchildren when they say goodbye or something like that. Right. You know? What a wonderful thing, and and wonderful thing to do is to bless one another, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we try and do that when we say, you know, I'm praying for you, brother, or something like that, right? right? And people mistake this even today. They want to show that they, you know, but they say, oh, good thoughts raining down or blah, 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 or I'll be thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Speak good words to them. It is Speak kind of— Speak Good words to them. That's what we do. Right. Because that actually does something, listener. I, I must admit, uh, every once in a while, I'm sure this has happened to you, Berg. I'm sure. Where you're visiting someone, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's a hospital or something like that. And, and you bless them. Yep. And and you, you lift up your hand to bless them and they flinch. Like, <laughs> like you're going to hit them. Yeah. Actually, the most interesting thing that I've, I've, uh, I've seen is actually... You know, I lift up my hand to give the blessing to somebody, but they'll lift up their hand too. Oh, you know, which is interesting. High because five. I don't think they, I don't think they knew what was going on. Right. But but I don't it's know. not we, limited to pastors, though. No, it's not, and it shouldn't be. Like we do the most blessing in the church, um, but that should be, this should be going on at home. It has to be going on at home and among friends and among friends. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you should, and this is why, one of the reasons why we memorize scripture, Mm -hmm. right? We memorize these good words. We have them in our minds. So that way, when we are, when we lay dying, when we're, uh, in pain or we're going to say goodbye to somebody, you know, we can, we can speak these good words to them and actually like truly make them happy. God's definition of happy. Right. Right. Anything to add, Vicar? No, I think I found my solution to uh, escape the Minnesota goodbye. Indeed. <laughs> what's what's a Minnesota Just, goodbye? It's a strung out, you know. Well, we're getting up to go now. 40, well, 45 oh, minutes later. Yep, and then you walk to the door and you're still talking. Right. And then you can't quite get out the door. Well, the Iowa version of that is at some point, the, the man of the, the house will stand up and say, I suppose... Or, or <laughs> whelp. <laughs> yep. Whelp. <laughs> no, but really, that was that was good. Thank you for that. And maybe this is something maybe for next time. I'd like to hear maybe your two thoughts on blessing not only people, but maybe places, uh, homes, or other uh, structures mm-hmm. in particular. Right. I, r- yeah. I remember uh, uh, when I was a young man, uh, my parents... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they want me sharing this, but we're doing it. Okay. My parents uh, blessed the mattress they bought at a garage sale. Okay. Like, uh, you know, no uh, bed bugs or something? Or? Well, did, did they bless it or christen it? Well, the, here's the thing. 
from what I hear, I wasn't actually at the garage sale. The, the person they bought it from had some sort of a claim that he was the devil or something like that. If if uh, if my parents have to be listening, can you provide a little clarity? <laughs> oh my gosh! So <laughs> everything is sanctified by the word of God in prayer, guys. <laughs> so right. you know, even I, if you buy it from the devil, right? Pastor so. Berg, off the on the fly right now. What would you say if you had to bless a mattress that was owned by the devil? Um. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here it goes. Um, Lord God. Uh, you you have created all things good. Um, you looked at everything in the beginning and said that it was very good. Uh, bless this mattress now, which has been owned by the wicked foe, and um, give us restful dreams so that way uh, the evil and send your your angels to guard and protect us so that the evil foe may have no power over us. Amen. Now, does this show get more practical than that? I, I, I've got one for you. So you guys are saying we should bless people more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we should be more thankful of people blessing us for like like the, the normal sneezing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, all, you, all you listeners, anytime somebody says bless you after you sneeze, make sure you reply with amen. Actually, that's, yeah. That is, that's actually a very good way to shake them out of their complacency. Yeah. And make them think about it. That's a good idea. Bless you, my son. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> All right. That brings us to new. Are we do we need to start a new episode? Five episodes in one. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, hit pause now. From the Toxitation Studios, this is Clerical Eris. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Bergen. And I'm Vicar. Welcome to the show. <laughs> on today's episode <clears throat> we're going to talk about news at Bothersburg. Peter, play the intro. There's fake news, there's real news, then there's real news that Berg wishes was fake. It's time to hear news that bothers Berg. <laughs> Alright, the, the news article is entitled This is Okay, this actually Wow. <laughs> wow. I like wow. I holy buckets. Uh, so, uh, this is from uh, Fox News. Perhaps you've heard of the, that news organization, Berg? I, I have heard of that orga- organization. And uh, the, the name of it is uh, Russian priests shouldn't bless nuclear weapons, comma, other weapons of mass destruction, Orthodox Church says. So, in this article, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church thinks priests should discontinue the practice of blessing weapons of mass destruction, that inflict death upon thousands of people, according to a proposal published on Monday. Did you know that was a thing? I mean, I didn't know it was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I thought that kind of went without saying, but, you know, I... Um, The the article goes on to say, Russian priests have long sprinkled holy water on various weapons systems, including submarines, ballistic missiles, and space rockets, among others. That is amazing. Um, Is that that in our pastoral companion? Um, I I have, have, uh, maybe in the Book of Armaments. Okay. (laughs) Didn't you have a vicar that, like, oh, yeah, said an opening prayer at a... 
Right. I think that was 5.0 maybe. At a gun range? Uh, Pastor Burns, the venerable Pastor Burns. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, I gotta, <laughs> he, he's also a trapper, guys. Right. So, you know. Yeah, he is a real deal from Montana. So yeah. what happened was is uh, I get a call. They're opening a new uh, shooting range in our town. And they asked, well, Pastor Bullhagen, will you do a blessing for the shooting range? And uh, here I've got this vicar. You know, I don't have a gun, much less several, to necessitate a gun range a for gun. me. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, call back to a, a movie that Vicar has no idea it is. Um, <laughs> that, uh, and so he was, this Vicar, Burr, Pastor Burns now, uh, did a lot of shooting at the gun range, uh, did black powder. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know that he had a black powder weapon. Yeah, so he uh, he did the blessing, and then uh, um, so uh, Berg, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, the very fact that they had to say it is kind of you know weird. You know, uh, the proposal noted that the blessing of military vehicles used on land, air, and sea is not the blessing of guns, rockets, or bombing devices that the Lord is asking for, but the protection. Of soldiers. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that, you know, I'm trying to find it here where, um, you know, like especially in the Old Testament where the priest would stand before the army and, uh, you know, pray for them for success, Mm -hmm. you know, which is true. I mean, we want to pray for those who serve in the armed forces. That's That's what I I actually struggle with this a little bit in the sense of, of... You know, God desires evil to be fought and life to be protected, Mm -hmm. and weapons are used for that. Yeah. But... Not nuclear weapons. That's true. I mean, weapons of mass destruction are used on civilian populations. Right. Right. Like, it'd be one thing to bless... um, you know, rifles, guns, swords, you know, um, which will hopefully be used against, like, true enemies, mm-hmm. right? It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Evander Holyfield, the boxer. Someone asked him one time what he was thinking about when he was boxing, and he said, uh, uh, well, actually, I spend most of my time in the boxing ring in prayer. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Um because this is the way a lot of the Buddhists sure. uh, actually look at their martial arts as ways of, um, you know, meditation and the and like. May- maybe he should have been praying for his ears when he was yeah, that's, yeah. boxing uh, Mike Tyson. So, so yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction, you know, are, are evil because they kill thousands of people who are not soldiers, right? Right. And that's the difference, right? It's one thing to pray for our soldiers to come home. It's one thing to pray for victory. Uh, it's another thing to pray that this nuclear bomb kills, you know, 100,000 people. Right. You know, I, I just... So, yeah, I mean, they shouldn't... Because, you know, God doesn't, doesn't you know, sweep away the righteous with the wicked. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I mean, if there were 10 people in Sodom who would have been holy, 
he would have spared the town. Right. But even when there wasn't, he removed Lot and his wife and his two daughters. You know, I just... And no doubt, there is such a thing as a just war. And, you know, we should actually talk about what that means. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we should dedicate this show mm-hmm. to someone who has been on our podcast before. That is uh, Pastor Michael Carney, mm-hmm. who uh, is, as we speak, preparing to serve in Afghanistan. Right. Going to comfort those soldiers who, I mean, that's the thing. Being a soldier is mm-hmm. not an easy job. And a lot of blessing will be going on, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of good words will be spoken. So. All right. Uh, well, if you want to weigh on that issue, Vicar, how can they get a hold of us? They can find us uh, at Facebook, uh, at Clerical Errors. Uh, they can tweet at us, at Clerical Errors P for podcast. Uh, you know, send us a picture like Jeff did. At me, bro. That'd be great. At me, bro. Get a pic of what you're drinking while you listen to the show. Uh, they can find us on uh, Clerical Errors, uh, on the interweb, the internet, clericalairs.org. I like the interwebs better. <laughs> And they can uh, email us, uh, feedback at clericalairs.org. And Peter, are you still accepting? Oh, yeah, and we cannot forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash clericalairs podcast. Hey, look at a, that baby face pic- there, there's picture. There's actually a picture of me on there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I yes. told you there was a picture of you. Uh, it makes me laugh, so there it is. <laughs> You can select a membership hey, level, and uh, is, that, is that your, your? How old is that picture? Is that from your ordination? Probably. So, I have a question. As we finish off, if you could say something to that pastor, what would you say to him? That new pastor, smiling pastor, that clean-shaven, baby-faced <laughs> pastor that Peter is showing us the picture of right now. I, I would tell him <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> It's going to be fine. <laughs> Someday you're going to be on a podcast. Now, would you have, if, if, would that guy have envisioned what's going on this very day? No, <laughs> he wouldn't have. <laughs> nope. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Changed a lot over the last. Well, Peter, six and a half years. Peter is off site, but he controls our computer and he is. Um, having fun with the computer. Anyways, I think we should call it an episode. Our quality is... It's so, going down. Going down. So, thank you for uh, <laughs> listening. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Brig. <laughs> and I'm Vicar. And may your blessings... Be mutual. <laughs> thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.